Hello there, Outposters. Welcome to another fantabulous, amazing, incredible, must-watch episode of Outpost Frequencies, which I believe this is episode 98. Uh, in two weeks, we'll be doing episode 100. Will we be doing anything special? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I take planning. Get out of here. Uh, with us, as uh, always, is Matt. Hello, mate. How are you doing, sir? Not bad, sir. Not bad. Yourself? Well, I think this should be a less chaotic episode because just the two of us. <laughs> so we won't have Sean's hamster, you know, wheel internet that's powering his router that gives us uh, him at a 25-second delay every time he says something. <laughs> <laughs> And Boba's manic uh, stepping on everybody when he's trying to put in a joke. But uh, God bless <laughs> them both. Comedy, comedy timing. <laughs> it's it's hard to do correct comedy timing when the internet won't won't help you. So it's not it's not all their fault. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, just the two of us. We'll probably have a little shorter one this time. I I mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Well, we'll just. Talk about some of the things we have for the week. I have a couple of uh, stories up here we can talk about. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, in general, the only thing I don't really need to talk about is the rings of power because I'm just not watching that. Uh, no. no I, I'm I not just, watching it as well. The only thing I'm watching is like, you know, really butch feminists and uh, soy boy SJWs just you know, goober themselves all over Twitter. But I just love the Lord of the Rings with all the black elves and the black harp butts and everybody's black. And it's, it's so progressive. I just love... What about, what about Galadriel? She's a tough female character. She doesn't take no crap out of anybody. We don't love her. Do you think they'll put in Tom Bobadil? Nobody gives a fuck about Tom Bobadil. That's the only thing anybody actually agrees on is nobody cares about Tom Bobadil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't watch it. I, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings, as I've said before. So this this hasn't piqued my interest. And the fact that every, every true Tolkien fan is just dismissing it out of hand makes me. There's no point in me watching it, mate. I did see an interesting and very amusing video by Nerdrotic, who was talking about Lord of the Rings, and he was showing some clips from the scene. And there was one who's who's the main woman? Who's the blonde head? Galadriel. Yeah, I'm not going to even try and say her name. She was she escaped from prison and single-handedly took down five heavily armed men uh, by literally just pushing them. And I think she even punched one of them in the face, even though he had a helmet on. And it was very reminiscent of the um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, where that woman who, do you remember when they were in that underwater prison? She yeah. basically disarmed two stormtroopers by slapping one of them in the head. And I watched that. And then you can see that you can see the stormtrooper go, oh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. Thank that you, Mr. Stuntman, for helping me. <laughs> <laughs> but this wasn't far off that, mate. Like I said, there was about five dudes heavily armored, and she was just on her own in like a dress thing. And she she managed to disarm them all, and not only disarm them all and escape, but she managed to put them all in the cage and lock them up. And it just looked terrible. It looked terrible. I, I know Galadriel is 
stronger than your average human male. I know that's mm -hmm. the thing. She's an elf. I, I get that. But they're not portraying that as that. They're portraying that as girl power. And we can tell the difference, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. because she's an elf that she's stronger. It's because she's because girl power and you know, men suck. I mean, we we you know, they're they're so bad about disguising their message anymore because they get all these these hacks, these untalented writers who don't know the meaning of the word subtlety. Mm -hmm. In fact, they don't know the meaning of a lot of words. I'm pretty sure their dictionaries have never been touched. You can hear them open. Um, so they they don't know how to do any of this stuff that is entertaining. It tells a story. It's just it's just the equivalent of just running out there with a poorly thought out protest sign and screaming at people to get mm. your message across. Like nobody knows what the hell you're talking about anymore. I don't no. think you, I don't think you guys do, but you're making this show. I mean, the show is what little I've seen of it. And I gave up after the first two episodes. So, I mean, it's gorgeous looking. The money is definitely in the sets and in the yeah. special effects. It wasn't in the writing. And, no. um, you know, I, I guess the numbers, well, what, what's been interesting is that one, we have, I guess the numbers are pretty poor. Yeah. Um, the viewing numbers are not, I mean, they're doing their best to spin it. Spin, they're, they're spinning, they're spinning this news faster than Tolkien is spinning in his grave, but <laughs> uh, they can't, uh, they can't really, there's only so much you can do. I mean, people just aren't bothering. Like, like, I mean, I'm not even hate watching it, you know? And, um, because I mean, at least for whatever else She-Hulk is, it's not boring. It's terrible and everything else that we've talked about it, but it's, it's at least not boring and it's short. If you're in and out, you can have a quick hate watch. It's not, I probably shouldn't, yeah. but it's not the end of the world. But I mean, this is an hour. Each episode is at least an hour long, sometimes a little, oh, some change. Yeah. Uh, Maybe some of them are like 47, 48 minutes. I, I don't know. But um, it, it's, it's 47, 48, an hour of just dull, boring, punctuated by moments of, you know, unsubtle, unserious message nonsense it's like well why would i i mean even for a hate watch why would i want to do that you know yeah exactly it's too long well i don't understand joe you might be able to clear this up if we're constantly being told by these hollywood types that men are evil and you know blah 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 women are extra best special why are they constantly trying to turn women into men all well, these, these female characters, they all, they all have to be physically strong and physically powerful. They all have to be overly aggressive. Well, I'm surely... if That's the contradiction, that isn't it? Bad, yeah, exactly. So The, the contradiction is... Defense. The contradiction is, one, you have, you have two competing points, right? You have one is, all men are bad. Mm -hmm. Toxic masculinity, the things men do are bad, everything else. Two, the only good thing women could do is... What is what would be traditionally called uh, default men stuff, right? We have to have female referees in football. We have to have female action heroes. We have to have females in the workplace. To, there's nothing that's default female that is considered a good thing. Mm 
<laughs> women just going out shopping, women going out being pretty, women being models, women being cheerleaders, women being wives and mothers. That's all considered bad things now. All the things mm -hmm. that were considered primarily female is, is a bad thing. So, And all things that were primarily male or traditionally male are considered good things. And it's like, well, which is it? Is it men are terrible? If, if men are so terrible, why would you want to do all the things they do? Well, exactly. I think biggest reason is money. Yeah, that's where the money is, I guess. But I, I don't know. I just... It's it's throw it it's given women and men no clear defining role or purpose in life, and then they wonder why everything's going into chaos. Or maybe that was the goal. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's 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 sad because nobody knows what their role is in society, and I'm like, you have to be careful when you say things like that because you want to say like, okay, well, I, I you know. Who are you to say what person's role is in society? Well, nobody, everybody should be able to choose what their life is, of course. But mm -hmm. it's usually the boundaries and the guardrails tell us where we should stop and where we should break through. And if you remove all the boundaries and the guardrails, I, I'll give you an example. Like, I love games that have a story. And like video games. So I would okay. I would play Doom and I would have a clear path and objective, right? I would have goals. And there were different ways I could achieve those goals from point A to point B, but I knew I had to get to point B. Now the games are like Minecraft where you just go out and good luck. Well, and okay. maybe you build a bunch of stuff. And I say, well, that's great creatively, I guess, but it's like, what's what's the point? There's no... No goal with any of this that I could tell. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I think a lot of Skyrim and some of these others. I guess you do all these little mini missions or something, but it's it's like, yeah. oh, it's an open world. I'm like, I I live in an open world. That's <laughs> I can't get you know, yeah, enough. You know, I like I like the progression. I like the storyline. I think that's why Call of Duty and some of these others do so well because there's a clear storyline and progression through it. And even in the multiplayer stuff, it's like you know competition we, we got to win the game we got to win the match yep. um so if life is like the open world like minecraft and it's just chaos and nobody knows where the baselines are for anything then they don't know where to fit themselves in in the world because there is no all the places have been turned upside down, pissed on, shit on, throw trash on. And it's like, okay, well, I, you know, how do, how do I make myself happy? I don't know. You know, the only thing we know that is bad to make yourself happy are the traditional ways people used to make themselves happy. Having a wife, having kids, having a family, having a good job, take care of your wife and kids, your wife, take care of the household and, and, Vice versa, mm -hmm. and, and working together and, and having a very traditional life is considered terrible, bad, wrong, no good, very bad thing. Yeah. But that worked for thousands of years, more yeah. or less. Now yeah. you say, well, my dad abused me. Okay, yeah, okay, I get it. There's always these terrible outliers that are bad, and we can point at those and say bad, but... You can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater, as they say. It's no. not all 
terrible. Some people have very nice upbringings. And everybody has shit. Yeah. You're always going to look back on, on times when he was younger and go, oh, that was a bit bullshit. But I think most people have, probably had a happy childhood to some degree. Unfortunately, yeah. we just promote all the bad ones. But surely basic instincts, your, your basic instincts and your natural biology and interests should define the difference between men and women anyway. Well, Isn't and that's, that's where the entertainment piece comes in. If all the men, the traditional male hero roles, have been subsumed by women, and the men have no role other than to look stupid or idiotic, mm -hmm. I mean, you and I, we grew up with, you know, sometimes we had ultra-masculine heroes like Rambo or, or mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah. sometimes you had the slobs that made good, like the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, but it still, there was, there were all different types of male roles that were generally competent. I mean, even the Ghostbusters, it's like, we could say a lot of things about fake men, but for the most part, they were all generally competent mm -hmm. in their own, in their own way. Um, but now it's like the men are relegated to just punch, punch, punch lights. Yeah. And that's what is happening. And so all the women are being, you know, hugely elevated in these huge, strong walls. Well, my wife has no interest in that. She doesn't no. want to watch women kicking people's ass. No. And it's not fun for her. She likes to watch romantic comedies and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what that's what makes it for. I don't particularly like those movies, but I I understand why she does. But that's bad that she likes that kind of thing. I mean, according to the feminists, bad that she likes that kind of thing. I'm supposed to now like that kind of thing. And she should be liking the things that I traditionally liked. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, but they but we don't. Why are you no. making us do this? If you yeah, do, if you're a woman and you love action movies, God bless you. Like what mm. you like, you yeah. know? But don't change these things to fit women that aren't going to watch it anyway. I mean, that, and then you look at the viewing numbers and you look at all this stuff and you go, it ain't working. And you got the one guy over, at, uh, what was it, uh, the Indian guy, uh, the in huge investor at Disney who basically came out to the investors board says, you guys need to stop this shit. We are losing money hand over fist. They're going to oh, <sighs> Vivek Ramaswamy, I think. Right. Um, okay. But um, correct me in the chat or wherever. I, I could be getting this wrong. But, I mean, he basically came out to the board of in, in, in the investors meeting in the shareholders meeting and since you know you guys gotta stop this i guess he has a fairly heavy investment in mm. in disney if i understand right he says we're losing money hand over fist you are you are being negligent to your shareholders yeah uh because you're not delivering a product that anybody wants to watch and you're losing money and it's it's falling apart zaslov is trying to fix that over at warner he's going to go through yeah. some pain before he gets there when you shelve a 90 million dollar movie that's, that's money you just basically might as well just set on fire. Yeah, yeah. But I think the damage that that film would have done to the 
franchises going forward was probably irreparable. So it, it must have been really. Yeah, I, I I shudder to think of what kind of damage or how bad it must have been that it was preferable to just piss away the ninety million and cut your yeah. losses. I, yeah. How bad could it have been? I, I, I'm I, just shocked. It, begs, it actually gets to the point where I actually want to see it. I actually well, want yeah, to see it. Just yeah, you want to see it now, but it's kind of like it's kind of like watching Faces of Death or something, you know? I've never, <laughs> never seen a man with his head just popped off his shoulders like that. I want to see that. You know? it's, not, it's not something you really go and seek out. It's just kind of like this bizarre freak show thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting as well that they they denied all the access as well to the files from the director and the staff because they just don't want it out. Because they knew they – you want to bet they worried they were going to leak it? hundred percent, yeah. Because the, the uh, whoever the actress is for Batgirl has already been leaking uh, recently. Um, so behind the scenes, yeah, video that's been I saw, shot I saw some of that. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 hard for me to to understand why entertainment is doing what it's doing and why it's other than religious fervor. Uh, Tim Pool would call it the cult, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, to mm-hmm. me, it's that it's that complete disengagement of of rationality and practicality from your brain in favor of worshiping at the altar of whatever altar you're worshiping at. You know, it could be the golden calf. I don't care. I mean, this is this is throughout human history. You know, we just got people that have fallen to this this new god of whatever, the left, whatever it is, that uh, must be must be adhered to above all things. It is a religion. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, uh, it is without a doubt. They're obsessed right. with it. Yeah. I, I, guess, I guess I'm kind of dismissing religion when I say that because I've seen so many religious people that are really cultish in their religion. Like, I like, you know, traditional Christians and that kind of thing. But right. I really, cult is a better word. I think cult is perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect word for it. It doesn't make sense. It seems like they're willing to send themselves into oblivion financially just to prove a point that isn't there. Jim Jones got him to drink the Kool-Aid, right? I mean, this is not unprecedented. They're committing financial suicide, but it's still kind of the same thing. And for the glory of what? I I, I mean, you know, you got you know, you got you got forty year olds running over teenagers because they voted wrong. Now, I mean, this is what yeah. you want. This is what yeah. this is what is the good way of doing things. This is the this is the good and proper way of being. I mean, how many shows, especially like Star Trek or something like that, did you watch growing up that just kind of was like a warning against all this stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I know we're talking about Andor later, but even Star Wars was a warning against imperialism. Yeah. Well, I think back, like, back in the first... Well, the Twilight Zone certainly had some of these types of things. Yeah. And then I think about, like, um, what was that Star Trek episode where they... Landrew, uh, Kirk and Spock, and they, get, they end up on the planet where they have the festival, which is, you know, that was the early, early version of The Purge. Where uh, everybody just flipped out. It was it was an old. It was a it was from six. Like I think it's the first season, maybe the second. What's but, it called? I know what they are when I see them. Oh, yeah, so I forget the t- title of the episode. 
but the Landrew, he was a, it was turns out it was a computer that was running the, the town. Oh, what was the big uh, dinosaur face? No, no, no. This was this was a little bit more evolved. They looked like they were from the 1800s. Oh, um, I know the one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, was that the one where Kirk had to be a horse? <laughs> no, no. That's <laughs> the Greek. You're killing me here, man. I am. I, <laughs> I found it. I know it when I see it. I'm one of these people. I don't know the names of it. I know it when I see pictures or videos. Let me have a look. Yes, I see. It's like the uh, yeah, like the monks. Return of the Archons. That's the one. Oh, okay. Return of the Archons. Let's have a look. L a n d r u. Landrew. Return of the yep. Archons. But they, they had the festival. Festival, festival is basically like that's rape it. all the women, destroy everything, you know. That's do do all yes, the stuff it. in one night. And then the rest of the time they're walking around, peace and good life, friend, you know. It's like that's, <laughs> that's why we McCoy, wasn't it? McCoy was, big, uh, big, big warning, red flag. Don't do this. This is not a blueprint. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Star Trek. I, well, I mean, I wrote an article, didn't I, about the potential of a Kelvin timeline. Next yeah, generation. Let's, let's get to the news of the week here. So I, I was looking that, through this. I was looking through this um, uh, share screen. Okay, hold on. I'm getting there. All right. So the Kelvin generation. Mm. Make this nice and big. Uh, so. This was this was your story, right? Yes. Yes. Rumor. It's not confirmed, but to be fair, the, the source I got it from, they do they do have quite a good success rate with rumors. It, it takes a few months for it to come true, but they do they do have quite a good success rate. So yeah, I thought it was worth pulling up. So they're going to do a Star Trek four. Mm -hmm. which would be Kelvin Universe stuff, but they're going to bring in the next generation cast into it? Yes. Or are they going to re recast them? Or is it going to be a little of both, like Spock's? Like you had Leonard uh, Nimoy's yeah. old Spock, and then you had Zachary Quinto's new Spock. Yeah, this well, it's going to be Chris Pine and Quinto and all, and, and, um, all the other right. But, but you say they're going to bring in the next generation one. There's rumors of, I think it was uh, Picard. Uh, who was it? Picard Wolf. Was it Wolf? But then it was going to uh, be. You said Wolf. You, you said Wolf and. LaForge. Picard, LaForge, and Wolf. Yes. So they apparently are going to make an appearance, but it's a little bit skeptical. Exactly. Is it going to be the original cast or is it going to be a Kelvin timeline where they've been recast? Well, or they could do both, right? Because you they remember they both. had Leonard Nimoy in the first and second Star Trek yes. movies because he yes. had crossed over into this new timeline. Yeah. Yeah, so you could get two Picards, two LaForges, two Wharfs. And then, <laughs> and then obviously, I mean... Next generation set what hundred and is it hundred and ten years after the original? Who, who would they recast? Who would they recast? Like, do they have LeBron James as Jordy? Like, he's got this. Yeah, visor. go down. I've, there's a yo the car. 
you go down. Oh, yeah, you, a, you had you had your. Um... <laughs> yeah. Here, Here we go. go. Yeah. A, Picard, LaForge, right, Riker. That's perfect. That's uh, perfect, isn't it? Beverly, Data. Yeah, Warwick Davis for Beverly. I thought we love him man, lifting up to the little beds. Worf, that's good. I like Worf. Data's cat, of course. Uh, Wesley. Wesley, actually, that works for me. That would be much better. That, that's actually an improvement. Yeah, it's not too bad. Big, I mean, you got to admit, because like Will Wheaton is an insufferable ass. And oh, he's so. I, I would I, Millie Bobby Brown is as the new Wesley. I, I would I actually would be like, yeah, that's fine. Do that. There's a recast and a and a gender swap I could get behind. Yeah, that's about it though. So I don't know. I mean, it's all up in the air. I mean, Star Trek Four is what six years in the making. Is that since the last one was made? So there's still no scripts. The cast God, what's yeah. going so on. Been that Star Trek Beyond was 2016. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's long. I tell you, I didn't like. I I don't really like any of those movies. I I was, I was okay with the original Star Trek, but as time has gone on, as I've seen what they've done to that universe, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people said, "Oh, Beyond is like going back to Star Trek." I'm like, no. which part? Are you talking about when he rode a dirt bike? up <laughs> a mountain and grabbed the girl and they both beamed out at 70 miles an hour. That part, that was Star Trek? Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I, I thought it been was longer. It, was, it wasn't. It's watchable. It's not great. But there's long been rumours that there was going to get Hemsworth back to be George Kirk. So Chris Pine and um, yeah, Hemsworth are going to be together. That. So we got the whole time travel thing again. So I don't know, mate. I mean, it's Star Trek, isn't it? Let's be honest. No one knows anything what's going on. But <laughs> I mean, there's even rumours of a seven of nine series being made. It's like, oh, really? Make it Why would you do that? Make it seven end. of nine. You know, prime seven of nine. I'd watch that all day, every day. But this is now. a different character. Yeah. I don't know who this is, but it's not. Seven and nine, it's somebody else. No, so it's not I mean, Picard it's, either. No, it's not. I mean, that whole show is a. I, I, yeah, now we're gonna have to do it, man. We're I know, man. I know. I know. I'm resigned to the fact. When is it? Is it next year? Is it February next year? Is out? I, I don't know. It's, it's too I'll soon, it. whenever it is. Yeah, I think we've got five months just to. Steal ourselves for it. Speaking of speaking of overly long sequels that really probably shouldn't be done, uh, are you ready for this one? Yeah, I know. Gang together yeah. for Beverly Hills Cop Four. Mm. Do you know what Sky TV? Who's our? I suppose you'd cast them as the main cable TV channel here in England or the UK. They don't miss a trick, and they've been playing Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3 for the last 24 hours since this news broke. And I, I tell you what, I watched Beverly Hills Cop on, I think it was Friday night, I was channel surfing, and I come across it, and it was still so damn good. But then the first one's night, great. Yeah, the first one's awesome. But then last night, I was watching the boxing, and uh, I flicked through when the adverts were on, they had Beverly Hills Cop 3 on, and it was just the worst. I, I forgot how bad it was. It is terrible. It was starring terrible. George Lucas. 
<laughs> you know he's in that, right? No. Yeah. It's Is a he? cameo. It's a cameo where uh, he's trying to uh, rescue kids on a broken um, ride. Right. <laughs> and just I, either just before or just after he gets down, uh, George Lucas there say, "Hey, what's going on here?" or something. And he goes, "I gotta go," and then that, that's it. But George Lucas has a cameo in Beverly Hills Cop Three. Well, I'll be. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting you either. Um, why did they do that? Why? <laughs> why did he sign up for that? I have no idea. I, I get the oh. feeling his daughter liked it or something. Let's see. Let me see if I can find a picture. Uh, I'll show you a bit. <laughs> He's in. Uh, yeah, here we go. Beverly Hills. Ah. Wonder, wonder uh, how long that to hold his feet to the fire to get him to do that. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Okay, yeah, here's a clip. I don't think you'll get the sound, but I'll go ahead and put it here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did he miss him? <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Let's see. Oh, dear. Was Eddie Murphy broke? Oh, there he was. I just see him. Yeah, yeah, there he is. I'm fast forwarding here. Let's see. It's oh, yeah, Lucas, right there. So there you go. George Lucas was in is, is in Beverly Hills Cop Three. Who would have known? Well, knock me down with a feather. I would never have known that. I wonder if he'd be from there. He was oh. inspired to do Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the beginning of the end. You can blame all of Star Wars. That was in 1994. So you can blame the special because that that got his creative juices going. He was back in the game, baby. Yeah. And that's what gave us the special edition and the prequels. So you can blame all of this shit that's happened ever since then. You can blame it on Eddie Murphy of Beverly Hills Cop 4. You thought it was just a bad movie, but I'm here to tell you. That is unbelievable. I can't believe it. He'd done, he done, he done a cameo in his own film once, and even that was under duress. <laughs> yeah, didn't he, didn't he? Wasn't he in uh, 3, I think, where he played like just walking up with a senator and his kids he had a blue yeah that's it yeah, that's yeah. uh but oh. this one okay so Beverly Hills cop four will include judge reinhold john ashton who's gotta be old as dirt uh yeah. paul reiser and bronson pinchot who has that Serge? Serge. yeah hey, but i'm serious you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> oh, they're ridiculous yeah. That was uh, Yeah, it it's Riser returns as Foley's Detroit cop partner. Well, I would say co-worker. Yeah. And uh Pincho is a conceited, snobby former art worker. Um like he was awesome in the first one. And then yes. in three, he was like selling weapons or something, and it was just so over the top. It's like, oh now I hate this character. 
<laughs> yeah, it was uh, well, drugs and weapons, wasn't it? In in, in crates of well, it was like a, it was like um, he wasn't a crook. He was just selling this weirdo weapon that had like. It, it could like cook pop tarts too, you know. I mean, it was like this bizarre, <laughs> insane weapon, <laughs> and you know, and it has milk, and you can pour it on your cereal. You know, it's just so stupid. And uh, I, I like the second one. I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I know it's not at anywhere near as good, and it's got a ton of problems. But it has that Jerry Bruckheimer look to it, and it has a little bit more money, and it. It brings the three back together. It's still funny where it needs to be. Hmm. I, I just, I, it's a guilty pleasure, I guess, if you want to call it that. It, it certainly is entertaining. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. No, uh, really third one is uh, garbage. And I, uh, I guess Beverly Hills Cop 2 was, or no, I'm sorry, the original Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, was originally supposed to be more of a typical action movie, and it ended up becoming. Uh, they offered it to Stallone. Stallone didn't take it, so they took the script and they reworked it a bit. I see. And made it into Cobra. Yeah. So. I never knew that. Yeah. It, there's there's a a very strong relationship between those two movies. Weirdly enough. Yes, I actually might. Want, I might watch. I've not seen Cobra since it first came out. So I might actually watch that again. Yeah, that was that. I I don't what I don't know what it was with eighties action stars of that uh, or eighties action movies. But did you notice that everybody drove a really esoteric car? Like Cobra <laughs> drove this really old but beautifully put together, you know, car. I mean, the only one that was like realistic to me was Axel Foley driving that shitty. <laughs> Chevy Nova. Yeah. Yeah. That the thing was made out of compressed rust as far as I could tell. But it they're they're always were driving some some bizarre I, I remember in Top Gun that uh, Kelly McGillis she drove that that Oh yeah. I, I don't remember what kind of car it was, but it's just like everybody drove these really weird old like karate kid had that old yellow car, you know. It's like they always show these weird forties cars that that for some reason, we're in perfect shape. It's like, how do you afford this on your salary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can understand it with the top guy. It was, I've just looked it up. It's a 1958 Porsche Speedster. Yeah. It's like, how do they get all... I mean, I know it's Hollywood, whatever. But still, it's it's a little weird. I was watching... Uh, um, I watched Boys in the Hood last night. That was on after the boxing. And they got their cars, the ones that bounce up and down. Do you remember Boys mm -hmm. in the Hood? Have you ever seen it? They got I never saw it. Oh, it's a great film. It's a really good film. Is it good? I don't know. I all those gang movies, those those life on the street movies from the nineties. It just they, there was nothing there for me. I mean, you know. yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that, it. Like the I hood movies. The it was strong. It was good. Uh, how about Anna Diarmas? Uh, she's disgusted. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I don't, so, I don't like talking bad about Anna. <laughs> let me let me get this straight. She does a lot of nudity in her films, and now she's mad that people are fapping to it. Pretty much, she she's mad. It's the nudity in Marilyn or blonde, as it's called, um, 
is going to be taken out of context. And if you scroll down, she, she quotes it as, uh, <laughs> that's it, just gave me a bad taste to think about the future of those clips. Well, <laughs> not like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just I, like, mean, I, I, I mean, Anna, don't take off your clothes in movies. I don't know what to tell you. Very you simple. And, and, you know, because there's probably a dozen Marilyn Monroe biopics, and yeah. I don't think any of them have ever featured sex scenes or her with her baps out. So, you know, you signed up for it, girl. Don't moan about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, men and men, men are men, and, you know, they're, they're going to do yes. what they do. And, and she's uh, stunning. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away. And I think she's a good actress. You know, I yeah. don't don't have any news for her or, or problems with her acting or whatever. But yeah, you, know, you choose to take your clothes off in movies. I mean, you know, you you you're old enough to know what the internet is and how it works, yeah. and how it's been used for probably exactly. since its inception. <laughs> you know, exactly. the first thing, the first thing was the first thing sent across the internet was like an email. And the second one was like uh, a dirty picture, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a hundred percent right. So um, yeah, listen, stop making out. You, you are constantly making yourself uh, appear nude with your birthday suit on. It's got you where you are today, as well as your talent. You know, I'm not going to take you completely away from it. Yeah, I mean, I thought she was amazing in Blade Runner. Um, Yeah. And not not because, not just because of the Nootsies. I mean, I thought she played it very, very well and and made you. I I still have questions on whether or not she actually cared for him or whether she just was programmed that way. (laughs) You know, I thought that was really well done that you could see it in either direction. And she, she made that work, but then you go, okay, you're, you, you also took off your clothes and, you know, people get, men are sleazy. I hate to admit it, but we're visually and that's the way we are. Of course we so, are. Of course we are. She was good in, uh, I watched the, um, the latest Bond film the other night as well. <laughs> A lot of channel surfing this week. <laughs> and uh, she was, she was great in it. She's only in it for five minutes, but she's great in it. So. Let's talk about Andor. Let's do it. Or Anbor, as I called it. Why? Um, I was... Okay, first, let's just get this out of the way. It's not woke. All right? No. It's not woke. Yes. Question answered. Moving on. Uh, don't, don't see any of that. It's fine. Um. Uh, my problems with it were is that it took three episodes to get us to a point that I feel like was an act one of episode one. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my big thing. I also was kept so I I was questioning why people were doing what they were doing. Um, Cassian starts out and he and he ends up at this planet and he says he's looking for his sister at some bar. Mm-hmm. Why is his sister there? We don't, he, he doesn't mention her again, I don't believe, throughout the next three episodes. Okay. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I just don't recall seeing it. So uh, then, no, I don't. I, I didn't even know he was looking for his sister, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, that's just it. Um, 
Wait, let me let me put this up here. Real quick. I just took that that he was there to meet someone who's part of his little plan, and the sister was a cover. Oh, Rogue Thought says you you will you must be absorbed from that episode. TLS sounds like the mantra of leftists when it comes to our favorite classic IPs. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, I, and that's that's not what's happening here. Um, when I, when I got done watching it, I just kind of was like I. I, I'm just not absorbed in what's going on. I'm, I got mm -hmm. a little bit involved by the end of the third episode because stuff started happening. But I'm not sure what Cassie, why Cassian's doing what he's doing. I'm not even sure what he does. Does he steal stuff and sell it? I guess. But I, I just see him kind of running around. He owes money to the one guy, but then he does it, or he they have a talk and then they run off. And there's nothing engaging about what's going on in those first two episodes. He kills okay. he, he kills a couple of guys on this planet that mm -hmm. harass him. And so the next day, I guess they worked for the security. I mean, I, I would call them local security, I guess. For uh, it sounded yeah. like they were for a big corporation that was on this planet, mm -hmm. or but maybe they were government local. I'm not really clear on that. Yeah, they're like a private security firm, aren't they? That's yeah, a, that's what they're, they're not. They're not imperial. They're not the empire. So we he kills these two who are, who are harassing him. Um, one I think was accidental, and the other one he just yeah. he just murders him. Yeah. Okay, so then the the guy that runs that this older guy he's he's getting ready to go on some conference i i don't know he, he's going to planet vegas to get some horrors for three weeks i don't know it doesn't it, it he's just he's leaving he's leaving this one guy in charge this one guy in charge is really wants to get whoever did this and everybody else in this security everybody that works for them are just kind of eh, who cares just just they were dumb they got like the old guys like they were dumb they got you know, messed up. This is not worth us looking over. And then he says, you don't need to look this over. Just put out a statement or whatever. Just push it out mm -hmm. of the rug and be done with it. And then after he leaves, the guy, when he's, he's decides to disobey that and, and go after Andor, he doesn't know who it is at that time. He wants to get the murderer. He He's working with different people, you know, and, and they're like, mm -hmm. Oh, this will take forever. I have to look over all this stuff. I don't know. Some ship, their ships come in and out of here all the time. I don't know. And he's like having to tell them to do their job and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his job's rough. Yeah. Okay. But why is he different than everybody else? Why is he so. I, I kind of liken him to Jean Valjean in Les Miserables. I'm like, why is yeah. he so fixated on this? I mean, and maybe part of this is my Star Wars bias because, I mean, you know, this is a universe where we see Han Solo just blow away people in the bar and just throw a quarter over the bar and nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, you guys. can kind of say that life is kind of cheap in Star Wars. Yeah. And so, it, and, it, and we've not seen anything really in this entire, even in the original saga, we've not seen anything to really show that anybody would be that 
would, would give that much of a shit, especially after the Empire takeover, you know? So why is this guy so driven? Now, maybe there's a good reason why he's driven. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know why he's pushing this so hard. Why is he so dedicated to this? What makes him different than everybody else in the, not just in the security force, but pretty much in the entire Star Wars universe that cares so much about two ne'er-do-wills that got blown away in a bar one night? Why is this such a big deal to him? I don't know. Well, we don't know. This is 12 episodes, isn't it, sir? We don't know because nobody tells us, right? I think it's 12. But perhaps he's just driven by blind ambition. Perhaps his goal is to become part of um, the But In in the introduction, you need to tell us this kind of stuff. We need to understand why characters are doing what they're doing so that we can move things forward. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's this weird... I don't know. I call it the loss syndrome, but just doling out stuff like in a mystery format over yep. episodes, you know. Yeah. Look, the original Star Wars, first thing I see is a tiny ship getting chased by a giant, big, imposing ship that looks like a freaking knife, right? Coming yep. through the a spearhead. And uh, clearly, one of these is bad and one of these is good. And then we see that Leia is. The first thing we see is a bunch of skeletons come out of a door, followed by a demon devil in black. <laughs> I mean, that's the imagery you're seeing here, right? Yeah, the no, stormtroopers look like yeah. look like skeletons, and he looks like death. Yeah, you know. And then beautiful Princess Leia, because of the beauty and everything, you you immediately associate with good, and you find out she sent some plans away with the droids. She's part of a rebellion against an overreaching empire. I've got all the motivations right there. I know exactly what every, why everybody is doing what they're doing. Yep. Then we get down to Luke. What is Luke doing? Luke is stuck at a farm. He's bored. He wants adventure. He wants to get away. And this, these droids have sent him on, on his adventure, somewhat unwillingly, but somewhat willingly, because he's so, yep. he wants to get off of the farm. Got it. I got everybody's motivation. Now let's get on with the movie, right? They do that within the first, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And some would say it took a little too long because we had to watch the droids go through the the desert and get hit by the child. You know, it took forever to get to Luke. So I got all that, and I don't know what any of the motivations are. We see Cassian was a kid in a, I guess, a more wild tribe, a Mm -hmm. a non-technological, you know, tribe. Um, more primitive, and yep. they find a ship that crashes, and he goes out there with a with a team. I think his sister. Well, I I guess his sister was the younger one. I don't know. Did, did it have? I I didn't see any real subtitles or anything, so I'm not sure what they were telling each other. No, there wasn't any subs for it. I know they put the face paint on, and he copied her face paint, didn't he? Down yeah. Chin, so I, I presume that was his sister, which is so, what I was saying so, about. Are they used to ships going down, or is this just like, oh, a god has come down? What what's going on here? And then she gets the one the leader gets killed, the girl leader gets killed, and he goes, they all run off after they kill the the crewman who did this. Yeah. So he decides to go in there and then he sees his reflection for the first time, I guess. Like he's never seen his reflection before, and he starts bashing up the control panels and everything. And then the scavengers come in. Harry, Harry Potter's stepmom comes in or aunt, yeah. and, uh, she 
takes him because she doesn't want to leave him by himself. Doesn't want him to get captured by bad guys, whoever, and decides to to take care of him and adopt him. Why did she do this? I guess because she didn't want him to get killed. But why couldn't she just take him away and drop him off away from the crash? Why did she feel the need to take him and take this? I mean, you know, if I find a a baby squirrel, I put it back in the tree. I don't take it home and make it my responsibility for the next 12 years. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I, that's how he gets off planet, I guess. He gets raised by this woman, but it takes three episodes for us to figure that out, yeah. or figure out what's going on because they're doling it out so long. And okay, so was his sister left there? Was the older girl his sister? Or was the younger girl his sister? And in either case, how did she get off planet, or is that just something he said to the lady? What is he, he trying to do? I don't know what he's trying to do. No, I don't. I think the sister thing was a red herring. I, I, I understood it, that his sister was the one that got killed, which is why he was so angry against this this empire ship. And Maybe that's why he was furious about it. So, but he was also with that littler. Was, he was also with that littler girl that kind of tagged around with him. So I got the feeling that the, he had a younger. Maybe they maybe they're both his sisters, but they don't well, they don't really explain that, or I can't tell what the hell is going on. And I, I'll admit, I was kind of in and out because I was just bored. So if I missed a key bit of information, it's possible. No, I, don't I don't think, think I so. Do. I think here lies the problem, Yoda, is that <laughs> both of us don't know who was who and what was what. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think don't know this, why... I think the sister got killed. That's just, that part I don't know who, who or what's what. Later on, then they show a droid... Like at the very beginning, they show this droid. It takes like fifteen minutes for this droid to get from one part of the 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 town to the other. We got to follow every single step that or roll that this droid takes. I'm like, why why are we watching this droid for fifteen minutes? You know, <laughs> and and then like I like the look of the show, and I like I want to like the tone of the show because it's something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a more serious and grounded show, and they're trying to do things that are not just standard. Fantastic, like you, yeah, like Book of Boba Fett, The Mandalorian are different, but they still have that Star Wars tone to them. Yeah, for lack yeah. of a better word, that Star Wars atmosphere, you still feel like you're in the Star Wars universe. This doesn't. This feels like no. I'm watching some sort of, like I'm watching Play Tinker Bob. Taylor Soldier Spy or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's not a bad. I'm, I'm not trying to deny that that that's not a bad thing, but that's also. If you're going to do that, then I need to understand why these characters are doing what they're doing. Did he have a relationship with this, who, by the way, super hot mechanic lady? Oh, um, yeah. Bix. Bix. Did he have a yeah. relationship with her, or did they not have a relationship, or was there kind of a thing there, but then she ended up going with this other guy? I the think only it was a previous the, relationship. That was the only motivation I understood was this previous guy turning in Andor because he was jealous because of the super hot lady that he was with. Yeah, yep, hundred percent. So I think yeah. they had a relationship. I get it. I, think... I get it, dude. She's super hot. I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mexican territory, and he looks like a Mexican conquistador. I don't blame you. Okay, get him out of there. Get him out of there. Tim. He's called Tim of all the names. <laughs> Is that his name, Tim? I couldn't remember. Yeah. 
fucking Tim. But yeah, so, I think that's what that was. She had a previous relationship with Andor. This is what I'm reading into it. And I think because of the way he is, and he's obviously a little bit of a uh, duck well, or a diver, sure what, as we like to call him. Yeah, I guess he's a scavenger selling stuff and he's getting money, but he doesn't really like... Like, I've seen those those shows where it's like... Uh, like, take uh, Romancing the Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, the Michael uh, Douglas... Uh, Douglas, uh, yeah. Yeah, Michael Douglas character. Where yeah, he's Douglas... Like, um, you know, he's, he's selling birds and he's, he's, he's getting, you know, he's doing weird things and everything, but he always has this picture of this beautiful boat that he wants to get. Cause he wants to say, you know, his, that's his motivation. That's his goal. That's yes. why he's doing everything that he's doing. I don't know why Cassian is doing what, what is his overall goal? Or is he just surviving? Cause they don't, the show doesn't tell us. So I don't know. No. No, that I think was, he's... that was my big problem with the show. There's a lot of that. I don't know why Jean Valjean decides that he has to get Andor. I don't understand why Andor is doing what he's doing. I don't understand what the motivations are. I do think it finally picked up where it's like, okay, he's being picked up by Stellan Skarsgård, who's going to take him to the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have that firefight. I did like the firefight. I like the the guy that was the the Jean Valjean was kind of incompetent, didn't know what to do after things blew up in his face. Um, and and they you know they kind of screwed up. I like everybody banging the you know yeah, the stuff. Look, yeah. you know, reminds you of like I don't know Lord of the Flies or something. It's just creepy. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, I like some of that kind of stuff. It's just that was all in the third episode, and the first two episodes were boring, and I don't understand people's motivations. If I don't understand people's motivations, I can't engage with the characters because I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. That was my my problem with this whole thing. My, I took it that Andor is just angry, probably lost, hasn't found his niche. He obviously wants to fight back against the Empire, but he doesn't know how to do it. So he's just ducking and diving and and, and trying to do. But the why? Thing that I didn't. Can, see, but, I didn't see the Empire well, think, anywhere in this. There were no. There, well, there's, no think, there's nothing to say that the Empire caused him any problems. It was this old Republic vessel that crashed, I think, and then there there was this these people that are chasing him now. But he did kill their people. And that was only mm-hmm. very recent. And the rest of it, I have I've not seen one stormtrooper, one star destroyer, one nothing that says the Empire is causing him problems or a flashback or nothing. Maybe he is bad at the Empire. How do you know? Well, I think because the ship at the beginning, when he was still in that tribe as a young boy, has obviously crash landed. As a result, who I think is his sister was killed. And then uh, Fiona Shaw, she's the actress from Harry Potter. She obviously takes him away from the tribe and, and raises him, I presume, as an adopted son. So I, I just took it that he was just angry at the world, that the fact that his entire life was turned upside down because of this ship that crash landed. And he's that never might be, from it. but we don't, we don't. We don't see that happen. We don't see the conclusion of that part. It's doled out over the course of three episodes. If mm. they put that all at the beginning, like if that had been the first scene, just the whole crash land ship, and then we go into Andor's story. But instead of editing it out across three episodes, 
we're left watching the first two episodes trying to figure out what is what is going on. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. just you end you end up disengaged from the episodes because I don't know that until episode three. And now in, in my mind, episode three was like the end of act one of a three act play, but I'm like, I three hours for act one just to try yeah. to figure out where things are going. Are you out of your minds? Come on, trim this up a bit. You know, it, you, you could have cut half episodes? of that. Apparently, it's twelve episodes. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm sure Game of Thrones is only ten. Yeah, but this is Star Wars. You know, they like they got <laughs> there's a lot of flogging, like big halls to be done, and or episodes. I, I, I I'm trying not to like. I mean, you can you can clearly hear that none of my issues are about woke or feminine I, and all the politics, all that boring nonsense that we have to deal with and She-Hulk and all that. It's actually I think there's some smartly written stuff and but, but maybe I will see that after the whole thing is done. Um, but I don't like the way it's edited and, and structured right now because I'm just not I'm not able to engage and I think there's too much filler. I mean the droid going for 25 minutes it wasn't necessary. So I'm just having trouble staying engaged with the show because there's there's not enough clear motivations, or at least they don't become somewhat clear until episode three, minute 37, right? So that's two mm-hmm. hours and 37 minutes I've had to slog through just to get to somebody's motivations. That's ridiculous. Come on. I, listen, I, I'm not going to disagree. I think three episodes was too much. I think they probably could just trimmed it down to one and a half. They could have got all the nitty-gritty in an hour and a half. Three was too much. Personally, I like slow burns anyway. You know, I'm a fan of Close Encounters, Blade Runners, Arrival, Interstellar. I like a slow, methodical, world-building show. Yeah, yeah but So I quite slow... liked it, but it wasn't my criticism, you know, is it? It didn't feel like a Star Wars. And, and I find, as much as I love Blade Runner, and I love that nitty-gritty, the fact that Star Wars is its own character in its own right and has been copied and mimicked so many times over 40 years to now find itself completely lost and that it's now going to copy other franchises just sums up what exactly has gone wrong. Star Wars was Star Wars is Americana. It's escapism. It's adventure. It's dry wit. It's danger. Well, it's, in know. some ways, Star Wars is a copy of what came before too. I mean, if you think yeah, of Flash, Gordon serials, and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on you a little bit there because the problem oh, with Star Wars is that as big and, and and sweeping as this epic universe should be, it's tended to kind of be stuck under the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, I mean, you and I were the biggest critics of The Last Jedi and the, you know, Force Awakens, the sequels and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, all of that is just, you know, it, it's, it kind of, it kind of tends to repeat itself in a lot of ways. Uh, they've done some good work with, you know, the Clone Wars and um, Rebels and a couple of others, Rebels. but it's still. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of force and Jedi and all that kind of stuff. And this, I, I think it's good that they're trying to do something different, something 
interesting, something uh, I'd say interesting, something different, something that 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 is a little more ballsy. But I would say that you know, as much as everybody shits on the idea of exposition, this needed a little bit of exposition here and there to kind of give us a little bit more, a little something to 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 sink our teeth into, at least for those first two episodes. Because I just I just wasn't engaged. If we had had that. Because you talked about like close encounters. I mean, it is a close encounters is a slow burn, but what's happening is interesting. And every scene continues to move the mm -hmm. next scene forward. Everything yeah. is building upon itself. This doesn't have that. It's just it's just treading water for two and a half mm -hmm. episodes before anything happens. And even then, it's like you're trying, you're struggling to just stay awake. Well, hopefully it'll kick off in four. But episode four, hopefully they've just laid the groundwork and they just fleshed it out too much. But my, I, like I said, I liked it. I know a few other people in the comments enjoyed it as well. And like you said, uh, who was the drunken something liked it? Who is it? The YouTube video you watched. Oh, uh, Critical Drinker. Critical Drinker. You said he didn't mind it too bad. My, my criticism, it's not so much... All right, it was a slow burn, but it didn't really bother me too much. I quite liked I, – I like it. I have to think about who's who and you know, build up over time. My criticism was it was it was, it was too far removed from Star Wars. And, and this is the tricky thing because I find that Disney Star Wars is more cartoonish the way they are. Everything's like bright and fantastical and like a moth to a flame. Everyone's like, ooh. And now this is going the complete opposite. It just needs to find its happy ground. Hopefully, now they've you know they've left whatever planet they was on, and they're going to be venturing into space. We might see a few familiar things again, but I don't want to be too familiar. I mean, Phil, Baba Phil always said that Kenobi was more member berries, and I quite like the fact that this isn't doing that. But I think every now it needs a sprinkling oh, of something. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's a it's a tough balance, you know, and I, I do, mm. I, I will give some sympathy for the creators. It's like, uh, we put too much stuff in there. They say member berries. We don't put enough. They say it doesn't feel like star Wars. We can't win with these people. I, I get That's it. My point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think there is a, a, there is a delicate balance there. I mean, you, you don't want to make something that's just so alien to what it is it's like well the, this isn't star wars this is something else mm. but on the other hand if you just marinate in all the nostalgia it's like what's what's the point it's got to be somewhere in between of course you have to have a, a star destroyer or you know some stormtroopers or something about the, if you're going to join the rebellion then we got to see them fight the empire or something um but we can't see more uh, espionage type missions and yeah. things like that it could be interesting I, i'm not i think it'll grow uh, yeah i just would like to i just would like to understand everybody's motivations i mean like i like that when the security team came down and they handcuffed the girl yeah to the to the thing and i thought oh what's she gonna do to get out of this and the next scene it's like She's clearly been smacked up against the wall. She's got blood coming from her thing, and she's still handcuffed to the thing. It's like, oh, oh, they're yeah. they're not doing that. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, she's a witch. No, in fact, I was like, oh, that's 
yeah. Th- that's where I go. Well, that's a, that's a little abusive, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Princess Leia's torture was implied. You know, we just we saw the droid come in and had a needle. They shut the door, yeah. and that was it. You know, we didn't see a girl just you know look with blood coming down, looking like she'd just been. <laughs> Silverware drawer. But I mean, props to them for not trying to. That's why I say the wokeness is not here. It's not here. At it's the moment. No, at the moment. At the moment. Not, not a problem. Um, so, and, and, you know, they didn't make the primitive tribe look like some sort of angelic American Indians or something. They're just a bunch of people who live on this planet and freaking ship crash and all they have is blow did, darts and they did the did best Did you know they that could. was Andor? Did you know that kid was Andor? Did you know that was uh, a it was a flashback? Well, I didn't yeah, know I, th- I think I knew that fairly oh, quick. Okay. I think it was, that wasn't, yeah, I, I don't recall it being too much of an issue. Figuring that I must out, have missed but... something because I, I saw the last obviously um, episode three finished and it yeah. was obviously it was a flash. But I can I, I like, can understand. Oh, yeah. I think it said something about fifteen years ago or twenty years ago or something. Oh, Maybe. did it? Oh, I must have missed that bit then. It might might have had a title card. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so I knew that had because he's well into his thirties. Maybe they didn't say a time frame, but I mean he's well into his thirties. So you got to figure that's pre-empire. Because the empire was only around for twenty years, twenty three yeah. years, something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I I don't want to crap on it when it's trying something different and it's trying something new and it's and it's wanting to do and it's staying away from the message and it's. It's trying to do something interesting with the Star Wars universe, but that doesn't mean I'm going to just ignore what I feel is badly structured storytelling. I mean, I I mean, I still have to be engaged with what you're doing here, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, you g- give me some clear motivations, give me some understanding. Don't spread out a flashback over three episodes, you know. I, I think I think with a little bit of restructuring, a little editing, and a couple of uh, a scene here and there that just helps me understand some of these characters' motivations mm-hmm. a little bit better, I think it'd be all right. I think I think you'll get that payoff in, over the next few episodes. Like it is twelve episodes. I've just looked by the way, so I think you'll get that payoff. But yeah, I'll get I, it. I'll, I'll get it in think... episode twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right at the end. <laughs> It'll I, be a post. Uh, it'll be a post-credit scene, episode twelve. Oh, this is why he did all this. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a, a de-aged Anakin turning up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's a catch twenty-two for me, mate, because I liked it. I did like it, and I liked it that it wasn't so much in-your-face member berries as, as Phil calls them, and it wasn't just like Star Wars nostalgia. I liked they was doing something different, but then. On the other hand, I would have liked just a sprinkling of something more recognisable to your Star Wars. Because let's be honest, if you didn't know this was associated with Star Wars, it could have been anything. It could have quite easily been a Blade Runner. Yeah, so I mean, it, it could have been. It could have been. Yeah, you're right. I think 
I think you'll get all that as it goes along. I think these first yeah. three episodes were all about setup. I guess my primary thing is one, I motivations were not clear, and two, you did not need all these three episodes to get him with stalled scars. Uh, okay. You didn't need this much time. Mm-hmm. It, it it was too much filler. I know. I mean, she's. You know, sometimes I feel like, I I really do feel like you know, that Disney or or creators are just like there's no pleasing you people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, like like John Travolta. You want to smoke in a pancake? Well, then there's no pleasing you. Uh, but uh, you know, you can't. It is what it is. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm trying to praise the things that I think are good, and mm-hmm. but I can't get over the things that so far I think we're not so good, and it's the ability to engage and and be engaged with these characters was was lacking. It was just, I mean, Diego Luna. He, part of the problem is I feel like he mumbles so much of his lines, and I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. What exactly is he saying? Or what is it? There was a couple of times I had to rewind. It's like, what, what did they just say? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that doesn't help because you're not engaged with the character. I just don't think he's that engaged he's no with the character. He's, he's, he's not, too miserable. And the worst thing is, Joe, yeah. because this is a prequel of a prequel, we know that his character isn't actually going to get any better moving forward. We know that he's always going to be this miserable bastard for the next yeah. nine episodes and then a movie. But we'll find out how he gets his robot friend sidekick dude, right? <laughs> you know, that's I mean, Uh Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, what did you think of Rogue One? Because I, th- I thought Rogue One nailed it. I thought it had that sprinkling of Star Wars, obviously got more as it went along, but it also had a feel of something different. I love Rogue One, so I'm just hoping that this is going to evolve into something similar. I think Rogue One has the same problem as this does, is that there's not enough of the characters that engage you. They are boring. They are lifeless. They don't... I mean, the Rogue One gets by on its admittedly quite phenomenal third act mm-hmm. with all the look x-wings yeah i mean they brought in like from the cutting room floor of the original star wars red leader and gold leader like mm-hmm. scenes from the original star wars and they kind of stuck them in as if they were in that battle which was you know and, and i'm saying actual X-Wings and TIE Fighters fight. And, it, you know, there's there's that, especially in 2016 when we only had the one movie at that point. This was mm-hmm. the second one that came out, and we weren't inundated with all this stuff quite yet. So that part washed over you, and then, of course, you got the, the Darth Vader scene at the end, which was cool. Yeah. But other than Jyn Erso and Cassie and Andor, do you remember any of their names? No. No. That's my no. point. I, yeah. You don't. There's no. There's no engagement with these people. There's no moments that let you that that let them stand out as characters, and you just end up bored. And plus, they make dumb decisions to keep the story moving. To get the, you know, all of it is making dumbass decisions to get to that final battle. Okay. Um, why didn't you take the 
the thing with you that has your dad's stuff on it, right? Why did you go running up there and get your dad killed? You know, why did you send those X wings when you didn't need to that ended up killing your dad? You know, it's like all these things had to happen so that she wouldn't. And then she goes and they say, well, we're not going to go fight. Okay. Well, we're going to take a ship. We're going to try to fight ourselves. Oh, okay. Mass the fleet. Why? Why did you change your mind? What changed for you? You know, there's all these these bizarre decisions that just mm-hmm. don't make any sense to me. So I, if you if I watch Rogue One, I watch it because I enjoy the final act and I enjoy all the member pairs. But getting to that on repeat viewing is a more and more of a slog. It's just it's boring and not engaging. I just no, I don't like it. I am hold on. Oh no! I got to run this by no, myself no. now. No, no, no! I'm back! No. I'm back! I'm back! I've got <laughs> my teenage just come. My teenage son just come in and left all the doors open. She so can hear my hear my wife on the phone to her mum in the background. <laughs> Trust me, I'm sparing you, sparing you from that. Um, no, I, I really liked I really liked Rogue One, and I, I'm I'm just hoping this is going to head in a similar direction. But my point that I was going to make was the fact that when you and you made it. When you watch the original Star Wars, you immediately want to sign up to the Rebellion. You want to be on Luke's team. You want to be on Han Solo's team, for instance. Yeah. With Rogue One, like you said, you don't really know who these characters are. And you walk out of there and you're like, yeah, that's a good film. Good luck to them. <laughs> like, like, there's no call if, to arms. If you, had no, if you had no prior connection with the original trilogy, would you like Rogue One? Yeah, I think I would. I'm I'm pretty sure I wouldn't because I'd be like yeah. I don't I don't I don't care about any of this stuff because I don't know any of it, and the characters aren't engaging enough for me to get. It's it certainly wouldn't rewrite my DNA like the original Star Wars did. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, it'd be like eh, I'd probably never watch it again. I don't really watch it that much now, and. I mean, I'll admit the characters were much more engaging in Force Awakens, and I wanted to know more about them, and I knew their names when I got done. And they had okay. little quirks and things that I could latch on to. Now, mm-hmm. yes, granted, the rest of the trilogy shit the bed entirely, mm-hmm. but Force Awakens was a reasonable jumping-off point, and I had characters that I I wanted to know more about. Mm. Um. This Rogue One, I was like, I don't, I don't even know their names. I don't care about any of them. Mm. And then they all end up dying anyway. I know, but it's like Cassian is a block of wood. Yeah. Um, Jen Erso is a block of wood with a nice butt, and yes. everybody else was the only the only one that really stood out that I actually remember the name of is the is K two S O. The robot. He had yeah, some personality. He was, he was the only yeah. one I cared about when he died. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. They did so, they didn't give you that sense of uh, of wanting to be part of what they was trying to achieve. But as a standalone film, I, I really enjoyed like one. So like I said, I hope this this builds to something like that. I really do. I was critical, you know, a prequel to a prequel where we know exactly what's gonna happen seemed pointless, but yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised by Andor, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I'm sick of prequels to death. 
I'm just, yeah, and I don't even I mean don't in Star work. Wars. This whole idea of making a prequel and telling us the backstory of some character, this mm. Lord of the Rings is a big fucking prequel. Who cares? I don't care. Yep. I don't. I want to see what happens to Frodo after he got back. You know what happened to yeah. him in the in the Gray Havens. I don't know. I mean, be interesting. You know, I'd like to know. That's why I love and I wish they would. The only way they could do this, I think, is probably as a CGI uh, animation. Um, if they do it right, they you know use better character models than say what you get in a Clone Wars. Is the uh, Timothy Zahn trilogy? Um, oh, with uh, Thane. Is it no Thane? Thrawn. Thrawn. That's it. Yeah, cool. I would like to see that. Done. Yeah, because that told me the further adventures and it expanded the characters and it expanded the world, but it never and it, and it was well well mapped out and it was a. Uh, mm -hmm. It was interesting. It, it showed us some of the problems of the rebellion having to be the new republic and what happens there. Um, it brought in some new interesting characters like the 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 Bothan senator that was a pain in the ass. But you oh, know, mate, oh, I've not read it for decades. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm trying to remember his name, but um, Borsk Falea, I think was his name. I, I yeah, okay. I think that's right. But I mean, that's my point. It's like I can remember these characters. I remember Mara Jade, and I remember Talon yeah, Carr. Yeah, I remember Mara Jade. Yeah, I remember these characters in this book. It's like, why is it that nobody in Hollywood seems to know these basic tenets of writing anymore? And they build these bland characters based on check boxes most of the time. I will not. I'm not accusing Andor of that, but you know. We understand, you know, these are basics of storytelling. Give, give, give their motivations out. Let us understand where they're coming from and why they're doing what they're doing, and then what their their call to adventure is, or their challenges, or their obstacles moving forward because they have a goal. I don't know what As Cassian's goal is. I have no idea. I know what John Valjean's goal is, but I don't know why he's so single-minded for this goal mm -hmm. i don't know bix i mean she like she's doing all this stuff for andor i think she she apparently has a, a connection with the rebellion because she met yeah. stellan skarsgård why how did that happen why does she have a connection with the rebellion what's motivating her and why is she help why is she so bent on getting Cassian as a part of the rebellion, but not telling her boyfriend. What, what's going on there? I don't understand. Why are they making oh, these decisions? Oh, see, I just took that that they were buying and selling stuff on the black market. That's what well, I understood it, from that, because she was a mechanic. So isn't she just buying and selling stuff? And then well, obviously he's no. using it. For, it's, I think that's part of it, but I don't think she's just doing it for money. I think she's doing it for other reasons, but I don't know what they are. I, I think she's more, I think there's something more to it than just money. Let's put it that way. She doesn't come across or doesn't strike me as somebody that is just a money hungry person. She clearly cares about her boyfriend. She cares about Cassian and there's something else motivating her. What is that? I don't know. The show won't tell me. Yeah. We're only three in though. I know what you're saying. It's, 
it's one yeah, at least I, one and a half of those three hours is wasted. But I think considering we've got nine more well, episodes, you, you keep to go, saying we're 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 only three in. I'm like going, this is when this stuff should be established. Should be established in episode one because mm -hmm. then everything after that moves forward. You say we're only three in. I still don't know on some of these questions. That's ridiculous. That's way too long to be trying to engage me and figure out what the hell the motivations are. That doesn't bother me though. Well, you're weird. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I've got I've got twelve episodes of this to watch. I'm I'm happy to sit there and bide my time. Chat, would you help me out here, please? <laughs> Tell me if I'm which one of us is if I'm if I'm being overly critical. I don't think I am. I just I again. I don't think you, there's no, a lot to like here. There's a lot to like here. It's just I'm not. I just wish I could be more engaged with what's going on. And I'm just, I just, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I should care about any of this. Well, I'm so far. Tell so me good, why. And, and then I will. I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to see episode four, which is something I've not said about a star war for ages. Yeah. Actually looking forward to the next one. But then, yeah. I mean, is this better than, is this better than Book of Boba Fett? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. At least, or at least it's its ambition is better. Yeah. It's trying to do something more than just your standard Star Wars. Hey, buy look at remember remember Boba Fett? Here, buy toys, watch our stuff, subscribe to yes. Plus. I feel like there's something that they're trying to do more here. So I will I'll give them that. Mm -hmm. Uh is it better than Mandalorian? Um, no, no, because I understood what's going on with the Mandalorian from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The Game of Thrones, here we go. So, Rogue go thought on. Game of Thrones had me in the first episode, the first 20 minutes, really. Yeah, I would agree. I, I was. I was figuring out these characters fairly quickly in, in episode one of Game of Thrones. There was still a lot to unpack because the they were keep introducing characters throughout the show because it's such a dense show. But in the first episode, they focused on the Starks and Baratheon along with the Lannisters visiting the Starks and we understood what was going on with those two groups of characters for the most part in that episode. And by the end, we knew that Jamie was banging his sister and he would toss a Stark out the window to cover it up. A little boy. Okay. I'm, I, I understand motivations here. I understand I'm engaged. I may not understand every single detail moving forward, but I do understand that Baratheon believes that people are vying for his throne. He needs to, you know, keep the kingdom together. I, I, I'm getting it, you know, and I'm engaged. And there's still a lot to unpack because that show is a dense, dense mess of a show. But he's right. I would say Game of Thrones had you in the first, even as much as is going on there, it had you in the first 20 minutes of the first episode. And now you have a solid foundation to build on as far as unpacking more motivations, more decisions, more obstacles, all that kind of stuff. They didn't establish that foundation in Andor. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I, you know, like I said, half of it was unnecessary. Yeah, or well, I do. I do think it's got potential, so I am. I am looking forward to keeping this. I'd still however, say, go ahead. I say, however, we, we know the woke's coming. 
we know it's inevitable. There's, there's some female um, head honcho coming in, and Fiona Shaw, who was Andor's stepmom or whatever you want to call her, Harry Potter's aunt, kidnapper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm quoting here. She's put here in an interview. Tony has written a great scurrilous take on the Trump Trumpian world. Our world is exploding in different places right now. People's rights are disappearing, and Andor reflects that. The Empire is taking over, and it feels like the same thing is happening in reality too. Now, I'm not sure what reality Fiona Shaw lives in, but that suggests to me that this this show could unravel very quickly. If they're trying I, to I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the idea of letting everyone vote on certain things and speak on things that they want to speak on is considered erasing their rights. I think there was somebody who said, uh, you know, if you've lived in a if you've lived in a position of privilege all your life, being made to conform to the same rules as everyone else feels like oppression. I think that's what's yeah. going on with some of these people. That's a good take. Yeah. So that that. I was a little bit disheartened when I read that because, like I said, I, I think this has got potential. But when I read that and I'm thinking, oh, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the times we're currently living in are more empire-like than they were in 2016 to 2020. Yeah, I mean, you know, I really need to get back on doing unplugged episodes so I can talk about this kind of stuff. But... Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, as far as this goes, so far I'm not seeing that, and I'll I'll wait until I see it before I take Fiona some some actress's take on reality. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. a lot of times they say this stuff in these press interviews and things like that. And then you watch it, it's like, what are they talking about? You know? So uh -huh. it's like, I, I I just these people live in such a bubble and such a bizarre fantasy world i just i just don't see it so well we shall see yeah we shall see what do you think about the um i know you, you wanted to talk about this anyway what do you feel about it only coming out every one one episode a week rather than yeah so that that's an interesting discussion i i was so netflix when it came out it would say okay we got this new show Here's all your episodes here, God mm -hmm. damn it! Enjoy. We won't see you for an entire weekend, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come out, you like got ice cream, you covered in zits. Like I watched the whole thing, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, but the other you know, Prime and Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, all of them, they release once a week. Mm. I am irritated by that i like netflix's blam here's all your stuff okay uh but everybody else does it once a week now i get it it's like if we do it all at once you watch it all the weekend you get your free subscription then you cancel it yeah <laughs> okay i guess that's probably a problem for your business model um i don't i don't have a good answer to that um but on the other hand i'm just like I'll wait till it's out. I'll wait till it's all out, and then I'll mm. watch it all at once. Because, especially something like House of Dragon, because Game of Thrones was, it was difficult to watch on a weekly basis. And if you missed a week, I mean, it wasn't like you could go back and watch it, you know, catch up. 
But the problem is it was so dense. I would easily forget things that had happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I wasn't binging it, I was struggling to keep up with just the amount of things that would happen. Because, you know, I go, I go to work, I sleep, things fall out of my head. I'm old now. I don't, you know, I don't remember my exact number of children these days. So, you know, I can't be expected to remember what's going on in Game of Thrones. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, I would rather see the binge model. But if you're willing to wait, I guess you can binge it anyway. Yeah. Once it's all out. So it doesn't really. You're at risk of spoilers, though. That's true. Yeah, you, you have to you have to stay away from things on the internet. Fortunately, I just I just don't mess with social media that much. I'm not on Facebook. I'm barely on Twitter. No, I'm not. I'm not on any. Um, and I'm not on any of the others. I just I, I go to a couple of news sites. I just I'm 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 fully I'm I'm fully in the in the uh, side of all of that social media stuff it destroys you. Mm -hmm. Your your mental faculties. Oh um, yeah, I'm only on Getter and Gab, but that's just for memes more than anything else. But I've got a love hate relationship with with binge watching because, on one hand, I like the fact that if I'm in the mood and I've got the time, I can sit there and watch three or four episodes of one show and get really into it. But then on the other hand, I do like sometimes to wait a week for the next episode. I do like yeah, that build-up. I like that anticipation. That I know on a Friday, I'm going to get, you know, Full Mankind. I'm going to get House of the... You know, I'm going to get four or five shows that I've been following. And on a Friday, it would be like a Friday evening. It would be like a binge evening of four or five different shows. Well, if they all come out at once, then it's up to you on how you want to consume them, right? That's yeah, my point. That, it's like it's like the consumer's choice. I could watch all of them at once, or I could watch them once a week. I'm, nothing stopping me from watching it once a week. If, if they're allowed, if I wanted to do that. What I don't like is that you're forcing me to watch it once a week. Yeah, I understand. But my issue with binge watching or when they dump a load of episodes in one hit is after like a day, you'll get some douchebag online going, ending of, let's use Andor, let's make out that was that was done. Ending of Andor explained and then in the subhead, it will have like, it will have a, a mini spoiler. And you're like, some of us have to work. Some of us haven't sat there for 12 hours till like four o'clock in the morning. What you should so so be the first, just so you be the first dickhead to tell everyone how it ended. Yes, that's my critic. Yeah, but I can't believe it. Answer. I don't know. I'm going to break. I can't believe like. Andor is Padme's father. <laughs> uh. well, that's, the, that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. Unexpected twist at the end of Andor. And you're like, it's now not a twist because the idea of a twist is you don't see it coming. When you say, You'll never guess what the twist is going to be at the end. Well, you ruined it because now I know there's a twist. So I'm looking for it for the whole thing. So that's my criticism. That's my problem when I have Yeah, but I mean, is that, the, is that the fault of the people who put out the movie or the show or whatever? Or is that the fault of dickheads on the internet and that's the, fault the, of Google al the Google yeah. algorithm? Yeah. And everyone stuff went to be face. first. Everyone went to be yeah. first. That's what annoys like, me. Okay. I have the I have the NFL app. I, I like National Football League. Uh, specifically Go Chiefs. Yeah. Hey. Uh but the app lets me it, it'll it'll send me notifications about the games that are happening. Mm -hmm. 
but it will also give me the option to say, do you want to see the scores or not? So okay. Not, if I don't want to see the scores, like maybe I'm DVRing it. Sometimes I've DVR'd a game and then I'll watch it later, which then I can what? just fast forward through the commercials, which is cool. No, it's... I watch, it's a microwave football. I watch uh, three hours of football in an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> three hours? Is that how long a game's on for? Usually, yeah. It's not that. Uh, including halftime and all that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, that's a nice thing. They don't, they don't show me the scores, but yeah. how do you, they, they have kind of control over that app. Obviously if I have other alerts or something, I, I might see it somewhere, but that's a sporting events, a little different, but a, a show with 10 episodes, I mean, you're talking 10 hours at least. Yeah. Um, Maybe longer if that final episode runs, you know, an hour and a half or two hours, like yeah. Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to avoid those. I, you know, it's difficult to avoid them even if you binge it because you may not be able to binge. Like maybe it comes out on Tuesday, you're not able to binge it till that weekend. You you may yeah. see shit. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like that's a hazard of the internet. I don't know how to fix that, but that doesn't change. From my mind, they the ability, you know, for me, it's like, let me make my own decision on how I want to consume it. If yeah, I want to do it a week at a time, I can do that, even if you put it all out. Or if I want to do two episodes now, two episodes, this, you know, mm. and do just little mini binges throughout the week. Or if I want to do it all in a weekend because it's snowing out, we're locked in, you know. I, I have that capability and you're mm. in my mind you're kind of taking that away from me a little bit but on the other hand it's like once it's out that i can binge it anyway so i don't know i know it's just, I, I mean because i know you're waiting for house of dragon to finish aren't you because you can binge that but i don't know how you avoid spoilers actually i haven't seen much i have no idea no? what's going on in it. no i i don't even I'm know the main write, characters or nothing i don't get i don't get a lot tomorrow. Of- Shut up. House of Dragon uh, spoilers. You can edit it. You got to put a big old thing on there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have no idea what's going on in it. And um, I don't really seek out, like, I think I would probably see spoilers if I had see, sought out a lot of Game of Thrones contact, uh, content on YouTube, but I don't search it that much. So okay. I'm not shoving it in my face. And my I, I generally. The way I the way I consume YouTube is I subscribe to pretty large group of channels and then I just go straight to my subscriptions page and I watch and put stuff on my watch later and then mm-hmm. watch that playlist throughout the day because most of it's just audio stuff. I don't yeah you know um, but if there is something that says Game of Thrones on it, I just push right over it. There are some of those movie channels that do show Game of Thrones or talk about Game of Thrones, So, but I've seen a lot more stuff on Rings of Power, which most of it is, this sucks, I hate it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen nearly as much talk about Game of Thrones, maybe just because of, again, what ends up in my feeds or whatever than I have about Rings of Power. I mean, people are just angry and pissed off and freaked mm-hmm. out about Rings of Power. And I get it. I've been that way with Star Wars and the MCU. But, you know, I would like to see more of that energy go into, hey, watch 
House of Dragon. It's really good. It's mm-hmm. well done. It's not well. Blah 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 blah. I'd like to see more of the positive. I get. I guess I'm getting to the point. I'm just getting kind of sick of the negative, and or I yeah. want to make it. Like you and I, we had the same exact thought <laughs> with our She-Hulk, and we did it completely separately. Those of you, yes. you, know, you saw She-Hulk review one, she that's just because he got in there faster. I had no idea he was doing that. But started, it was literally four minutes. Yeah. It was four minutes. It was so weird. And and we both did the most dripping, beautiful, I love this, re- this show so much review just covered in sarcasm you know i was like you need to you need to stop doing petty stuff like calling the suicide hotline and watch the show <laughs> I, I felt sorry for stark because he looked at the group chat and he's like what review am i putting up and he's like oh, both of them. <laughs> oh oh you had the same idea okay i mean but that's where you're at you gotta laugh at this point what else can you do you know it's yeah like, exactly how, how much okay. can you say woke stuff sucks? How, how many more times can you say it before you start going? This is just no. This is no fun anymore. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I. It needs to be talked about, but on the other hand, it's also like, or or what? What else do we? What's? I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like I just don't know what else to say that it hasn't already been said about this stuff other than just don't watch it i guess I but try to start. support things that are good i think i i think well we definitely get too negative same. sometimes i think so i think it's easy to hate on something it's because it's fun to take the piss out of it stark and i we was we was having a little back and forth on the chat just we were discussing maybe <laughs> maybe one of us should at least review house of dragons or the house of the dragon whatever it's called but my well, problem I is, I, would, I don't know much about the. I don't know much about the franchise apart from what I'm seeing every week. Yeah. I don't know much. My concern is, if I was to do a review of the latest episode of House of Dragon, am I going to do it any justice? Because I don't know much about the source material. Stark seems to know a lot about the source material, but bless him, he's writing three articles to our one I every know, day. So he's, yeah, he is. So he's finding time to do it. But you know, perhaps that's maybe <laughs> rather than hate watching. I mean, we've only got. Two more episodes of She-Hulk, anyway. So we're committed now. But uh, do we? I thought it was more. Thing. No, I think it's only eight. I think we're on six. Oh, really? I thought it was like twelve yeah. or something. It was ridiculous. I was no, kind of shocked. No. Oh God, can you imagine that? No, it's only eight apparently. So we've only got two left to go. But what I'm going to do as well, I'm, I've started watching um, that Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah, you were telling Netflix. me that. Yeah, you should, yeah, so you should review that I think that's for eight. sure. I'm two episodes in, so I might do a review tomorrow. I might get another two in tonight, actually. But so far, so good. So perhaps I'll do a review of that. Yeah, I am looking forward to that Tulsa King because it's done by that guy who does Yellowstone and 1883. Did you watch 1883, by the way? Yeah, it is. That's a a gut punch of a show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was (laughs) brutal. Like anybody, if, if you, you know, all those romantic westerns that you've seen, even stuff like the good, the bad, and the ugly, and everything, if you think you understand and, and you know, think it would be cool to be in the West, you watch 1883 and you realize it sucked balls. It was the yeah. worst ever. Yeah. Do you know what I wanted to do after I watched it? After I wanted to go down to my local uh, Starbucks, grab a blue hair, and force them to watch it. 
No, shit. And she said, why are you sitting here on your £2,000 iPhone spending £5 on a cup of coffee moaning about you're oppressed and your life sucks shit? Go and watch this because this is <laughs> this life sucks shit. Fucking yeah, terrible. let me tell you what happens when you get hit by an arrow that's covered in cow shit or yeah. horse shit. <laughs> Yeah. And there's no such thing as antibiotics, and you take you know two weeks to die. Yep. Yeah. Bitten by a snake, you know the list goes yeah. on and on. So don't sit there telling me you're oppressed watching this, or that white people in America are oppressors when they when you know they're from a generation of people that had to go. I mean, what was there? Was there it's like thirty that started out, and there's only about four left. Something the like that. They all they yeah. all just died horribly. Most of them. Yes. And it's like, I, I mean, I have no doubt that it was that bad in in those days. And we're not talking like, I mean, we're talking 1883. That's the year. So, you mm-hmm. know, you think 100 years from then, 1983, the, the insane amount of change and safety yeah. that we have in this country from then till now, the, the, it's. I mean, it's. It. It blows my mind sometimes when I think of the amount of change from the, you know, in a hundred years, like that, yeah. and it's like the the ingratitude and the insufferable attitudes of people these days, mm-hmm. uh, talking about oppression and that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, at least you weren't slaves back then. Yeah, okay, granted, but. Believe me, nor were you. <laughs> every yeah, neither were you. And everybody had it hard back then. I mean, it was not like there was a very, very tiny group of people that were in pretty good safety and comfort, and mm. even them could not understand or believe the things that I have in my little middle class house. The greatest pharaoh of Egypt could not fi- would would freak out at the idea of walking in and it's colder on the inside than it is on the outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just blow yeah. his mind, and it's and yeah. it's lit. And there's no torches anywhere, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what kind of sorcery is this? You know that, that he would just, his mind would just melt out of his you, nostrils. Could you imagine if you spoke to like a, a philosopher or something? He said, "I've actually got the world's worth of information and yeah. everything that you need to know in the palm of my hand." In the palm and of my hand. Like, oh, that's amazing. What do you do with it? I kind of take selfies and pictures of the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so is everybody really smart? No, no, they're actually it's quite actually a bit getting, dumber than they've ever been. It's, it's, getting, it's getting worse. <laughs> the, the proliferation of cat pictures is really a scourge of society. I got to tell you. <laughs> we had uh, we just went to friends because it's uh, my mate's birthday today, and his daughters. He's got two daughters. They're both teenagers. And they went quick, everyone, and they held their phones up. And there's this new app, I can't remember what it's called, Roundabout or something. And it set, it sets you random alert times. And you have to take a picture of what's in front of you and what's behind you at that specific time. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. So it, we were just like, me and, me and Russ, we were just like. <laughs> you, you want to talk about purposelessness. You know, like, no, no wonder everybody's rioting and burning shit now these days. I mean, if this is the best you got in your life, you take a picture and a random tie what's in front of you, what's behind you, and that's considered a highlight. Yeah. I mean, where's uh, the adventure anymore? You know, I, I kind of get it. Go, to man. A certain extent. 
It's all this comfort that we have, but we we definitely have lost something. We end up yeah. sitting for two hours a week bitching about Star Wars movies. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Tune in next week. I'm sure there's always more Star Wars to bitch about. Well, there'll be one more episode. Yeah, there will be. So I don't know. I mean. I do think some of this is important. I mean, the culture is created out of a lot of entertainment. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's I think that's fair to say. I think a lot of Gen X culture was created out of the entertainment of our day, you know, from Terminator, mm -hmm. Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. And this message that they're putting out, I think, is harmful sometimes. Um, and or I'm not saying that it has a particular message right at the moment, but in general, all these propagandizing stories that have no aspirational qualities to them that do not inspire men to be protectors and, and, and have ambition do not inspire women to be caregivers and to be, um, to be feminine, to be, to be mothers and, and all the things that go along with being female. I mean, all of that's been thrown into the dumpster. We don't even don't, don't even like how we're born and we're carving ourselves up. I mean, all of this comes from these 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 pieces of entertainment. I think they're chipping at our I don't know what you call it, our self-esteem as a culture. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of the reason why we talk about this, but I believe we want to be more than just woke bad. I mean, you talk about nerd rotic and, and some of these others, and I I generally agree with what he says most of the time, but sometimes I feel like he's 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 the other side of the coin where it's just a lot of buzzwords. I hear MCU all the time. I hear all these buzzwords, <laughs> and I feel like he's playing the 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 carnival barker on the other side, anti woke, yes, but I, I don't know that he's adding anything to the conversation or helping. I, I don't see where, you know, it's making things better, I guess. And I don't know. Yes, we need to call out this stuff, but then it's like we also need to find positive stuff more and we need embrace to embrace the positive. Embrace the positive and maybe talk about why we think what, what we could do to make these things better, I guess. Um, I mean, what's the, okay, this sucks, don't watch it. That doesn't give some random blue-haired angry person with no direction in their life any more purpose than they had the day before. It just tells them, don't watch this, okay? Mm -hmm. Great. And, you know, what I was trying to do, talking about Andor, is talk about, you know, the building blocks of storytelling and how you, you get somebody engaged in your characters. Maybe somebody will go out and write a different type of story that maybe would make it better, you know, get something that would, that would, you know, because these stories are important, you know, Jaws and Star Wars and, you know, Indiana Jones, all these different ones from back in the day, back to the future and all this, these stories are important to us because they, they latch on to something inside us culturally and, and as humans that give us inspiration in our own lives a lot of times. And that's what I'd like to, I think that's what we're really asking for is, you know, we want 
to give this to the next generation. Mm -hmm. um, and what you're giving our children now, what you're giving people now is, is nothing that's, that gives them that in story form. I, I think, you know, like you look at the Bible, and I'm not a religious guy, but, you know, Jesus in the Bible, he wasn't saying, don't do that, it's bad. He was saying, let me tell you the story about the Good Samaritan. Let me tell you the story about this. Let me tell you the parable of that, right? He was always telling parables. He was doing it through storytelling, right? Because mm -hmm. they didn't have movies and all that stuff back then. You know, you told stories. That's how Whoa. he built... I know. Uh, that's how he built culture. That's how you. That's how you influence people. Was telling stories about people going through a journey of some sort, even if it was a small parable or something. So the stories have to be entertaining first and foremost. They may have a good message, but it, it's still a way to connect with people. And I'm saying, and I think that what what we're so up at arms about with She-Hulk and all this stuff is that all these stories, all these characters, all these things that have been built up by the American culture, by British culture, whatever, are being torn away, destroyed, and what's in its place is something that is just hacks at your self-esteem as a person and as a mm. as a country. It's it's it doesn't it's, you know you you know. Everybody's angry and throwing things and screaming at each other on Twitter. It's like, why do you, you know, with, with stories like that, wouldn't you be? Mm -hmm. You don't come out of these movies to figure out, I'm going to go and blow up a Death Star and save the planet. I'm going to go fly around the world like Superman and turn back time and save Lois. And I'm going to do good things. And I'm, Of course, you're not actually going to do these things. But, you know, you, you come out of there with an attitude and, a, and an elation that gives you motivation in your own life. And I look at watching something like, I don't know, some of this woke shit, this nonsense, She-Hulk will say, come on, watch mm -hmm. She-Hulk. Do you feel anything other than just, yeah, I just want to kill myself. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm, one of the reasons Maverick's been so successful because you did walk out of the cinema thinking, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not going to get in a jet and fly it, obviously, but I do no? feel... It gives you some elation. It gives you some, some sense of purpose, sense aspiration. of being. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's conscious, but I think it's like you take that little bit of positive motivation and you probably apply it to something in your life. Maybe you just talk better to your kid that night. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe you pull out an old book and you start reading it to him that night and try to hand down that kind of thing. And you, you don't feel so beat down all the time by this, this yes. Hollywood nonsense. Yeah. I think you've nailed it there, mate. I think they've beat you down. With getting, getting really philosophical here, aren't I? <laughs> switch, I didn't mean switch to. Switch drunk in Yoda. I'm sorry. <laughs> she all sucked. It's true, though. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I've got, I watched the, um, I said it last week, the Mike Tyson biopic. I keep meaning to do a re review of that. I've been hesitant because Tyson's come out and spoke unfavorably because they said they didn't they didn't ask his permission or pay him for his life story so That's i'm a little dangerous bit, yeah so i'm a little bit dubious about promoting it even though it was good if <laughs> the guy whose story is hasn't even been involved um i'm and wondering like yeah, he's yeah, saying Ty right. tyson's coming over to talk to us he comes in like everybody has earmuffs on <laughs> <laughs> He's a terrifying human being. 
But I think, you know, I, I'm going to make a conscious effort of maybe, I'm still going to shit all over Sheet Hulk, but I'll make a conscious effort of maybe, you know, pinpointing the positive aspects of entertainment. Well, yeah, and I think I think it's okay to to criticize the 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 bad aspects of entertainment. I just don't mm -hmm. want to descend into a bunch of silly buzzwords like MCU. You know, mm -hmm. um, I just don't feel like that adds anything to the conversation. And it just okay, yeah, you've pissed off some blue hairs on Twitter. How, okay, there everybody's all pissed off still. Is that is that mm -hmm. where we're at? Yeah. Oh, I guess we're not moving any steps forward. We're just going to see who can one-up each other on pissing each other off. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess that, that'll work out well. We want to send it a civil war with that kind of attitude. So, yeah. Well, dude, I think we've I think we've done everything we can do. I think we have. That's good. We said about an hour, so we've done all right. Just me and you. Yeah, I think we have. I, I apparently I can ramble with the best of them. So, <laughs> thank you very much for watching and listening to us uh, have our little therapy session here, our weekly therapy session. Uh, this has been another episode of Outpost Frequency. Oh shit! All right, wait. Real professional group of people here. <laughs> I have been drunken Yoda and we could apparently continue to be drunken. Uh, this has been Matt. Matt, you got anything left to say? Not really. Tune me next week. Yeah. So remember, come to the oh, website. Thank you, Rogue Thought as well. Thanks, Rogue Thought, for tuning in. Yeah. So uh, don't forget, uh, we are lastmovieoutpost.com where you can get all the movie news, streaming news, and everything cool about film. You can reach us at contact us at lastmovieoutpost.com. You can reach us on Twitter at movieoutpost. Uh, our normal host at Boba Phil uh, will probably be back next week. I'm at Drunken Yoda One, and you can find us at Facebook at slash lastmovieoutpost and on Instagram at lastmovieoutpost. And of course, don't forget, watch all our older videos. Uh, watch these videos, and if you do, give us a subscribe, give us a share, give us a like. Uh, the best way you can help out this show is to uh, share it out and uh, let people know that it's out there, let these videos know that they're out there, put it on your Facebook or Twitter feeds, and uh, start bringing people in. It would be really great. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, until then, we will be uh, here next week talk rambling about something. I don't know. There's just not much coming out right now, so we'll Let's see. see. Hopefully, Ezra Miller will do something. Give us something to talk about next week. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I am curious whether or not that Flash movie is going to come out because up here it's it's actually good, but it's got this real world nonsense hanging over its head. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe maybe they could just recast at the end, like he resets the world and then it's a new Flash. You know. Well, that's I, I don't know. logical. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it because I don't know what the story is. So we'll see. But until then, we will see you next week. And thank you for being a part of it. And we'll see you on the next stream.